Betty. Are those chili peppers on your earrings? Yeah, I wore them for Leo season for the Leo party last night. What's the re- what's Leo the what's the reason? It's fire. That's my fieriest earring. Ex- and the eclipses. What happens in Leo season? Everything changes. <laughs> Damn right it does. Leo's Leo's are terrifying humans, really. They it's kind just, of are. Really? Well, they one hundred percent are. Think I'm terrifying? In what way? I've come around to They're you, like but very most of them. Fault. <laughs> Some They're might like call fiery. it shifty. I always think that it, they have red hair, but not all of them do. But like that kind of personality that you, you associate with the red-haired yeah. people. My dad was a Leo. My stepdad was a Leo. My mom lived with a Leo for a long time, and I have three ex-Leos. <laughs> you Leoed out. Me and my mom had to make a pact. No more motherfucking Leos. <laughs> you're born in August or September. You just need not apply. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the end of July. Oh, okay. In August. Because the cuspers, because I'm a cancer, and the cancer Leo cuspers are probably the craziest. What's your rising sign? Scorpio. Scorpio. So what What does that mean? It is oh, a rising sign. Yeah. Where do horoscopes fall in this sort of... Folk, folklore, <laughs> like, um, how'd that get going? Um, I don't really know that much about the origins, but I feel like it's, it's definitely folklore because like what we're doing right now, we don't really know <laughs> what it's supposed to be, but we're just like, oh yeah, Leo's. Right. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Is there a universal standard of horoscopes or, or are these like very like localized? Are they very like, um, cause like I've seen people with like blogs about horse. So um, if you're a if you're a Leo in the United States, you're also Leo in Myanmar. <laughs> that, I think it's universal. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I think there are certain standards that go with each sign, but then how does the Gregorian calendar affect that too? I have no idea. <laughs> and leap years? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good. Because wouldn't it just shift all the signs every leap year? Yeah. Yeah, if you were, uh, you're right. Like, if you were just one day cut off. But I guess it's about where the posi- the position of the planets when you were born. Oh, how would you how would you know that? I mean, I guess it's probably not that hard to figure out. Uh, yeah, you 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 go online. It's based. It's based <laughs> on. Acts like I'm a simpleton. <laughs> Terrence. The day wow. you were born. Oh, he doesn't know how to. The it. time you were born. The place you were born. Couldn't tell you all these things. My mom was always weird about horoscopes because I think she like thought it was kind of witchcraft, which I guess in a sense it probably is. <laughs> yeah, if you believe in such things. But, Go right down with the witches. Oh, my mom was like when uh, people in her office would read their horoscope off and just you know, just the girls just chatting it up. Uh-huh. She would just that's sinful. She, well, no, she wasn't like a like a tight ass about it, but she would just be like. Kind of like how people are about Ouija boards, like just kind of like, hey, I ain't fooling with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gar ain't fooling with horoscopes. She ain't fucking with horoscopes. She ain't fucking with Ouija board. Hmm. I mean, people were like that with Harry oh, Potter. Or, or, you know, oh, yeah, like account. the Christians. Yeah. yeah. The evangelicals. The Christians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, were you uh, baptized in the Christian tradition at any point? No, no. Well, my grandmother baptized me when I was in college. Oh, hell yeah. It was actually, it was really sweet. Like a DIY baptism? Yeah, yeah. I I had asked her once when I was home, I was like, 
did you ever secretly baptize me? Because she's Catholic. Yeah. And my brother and I weren't raised Catholic. She was like, no, but do you want to be? And I was like, <laughs> sure. If you want to. <laughs> and then yeah. the next time I came home, she was like, come into my room for a minute. And she had a little Tupperware full of holy water. Uh-huh. And she like did a cross thing over me. Yeah. And she wrote me a little card. It was very sweet. That's very it was, sweet. It was like this very special moment. I thought you were going to say she had like a stone basin, a very large <laughs> adult sized stone basin. She's like, you got to get in there. <laughs> the Pope was there. <laughs> the Pope was there. Yeah. <laughs> Pope Francis was here. Yeah. Wear your white dress. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. right, right. <laughs> I, li- I like that. I like, um, I'm kind of into um, like cultural religion. Like just you know wearing the yarmulke, or if you're you know just kind of like yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in the ritual and yeah. ceremony, yeah. even if I don't really believe it. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. that's why the Catholic Church is so compelling to people. Like I do think that's why my grandma continues to go. It's about yeah. the ritual. It's a it's a ritual. It thing. is very rich. I I couldn't keep up with all that was going sitting on. It's like yeah, up, sitting, yeah. standing, knees, shaking hands, a lot happening yeah. in the Catholic Church. I've only been a couple times, but I was. Like there's a lot going on. And there's also the whole thing that it's basically polyism, which is pretty fascinating. It's what? like poly, it's like it's like um or polytheism. You know, because it's like of the three because the Trinity. well because like the saints are basically gods. I mean, they're not like in a sense. I mean, they're not actual gods, but you know what I mean. Like they're they're not humans. <laughs> they aren't. No, like if you're sa- saints, you pray to your saints. Uh, you know what I mean. Huh. Like there's certain saints for certain things. Like certain like. Yeah. Um, the saints of like good luck or something. What shit. what would Catholics know. say about that though? If you like were to say like aren't if, your saints gods, would they recoil at that or would they be like yeah? They would probably say it's complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't speak for Catholics. It sounds like polytheism though. When you and my, then all the icons. Right. My my icons uh, are badass. My favorite saint was Saint Christopher, only because the uh, Vatican pulled his credentials. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So you can. <laughs> so he was sainted up, and then they're like, "Eh, we're gonna." Is that the one that you're supposed to get a statue and bury upside down when you're trying to sell your house? <laughs> <laughs> he he actually maybe I think he's like the patron. He's like it's like a lot of like incongruous things that he's like the patron saint of, but like. I think yeah, I think he is. And like running red lights. Because he's got to do with the home. <laughs> but yeah, he's like the patron saint of like bad. If you run a red light, you're supposed to be like Saint Christopher. Yeah, right. Oh my saint Christopher would totally be a Bernie bro. One hundred percent. Yeah. A man of the people. Yeah. Sounds like how did he? How do you get your sainthood credentials revoked? Especially uh, after you're dead, you gotta really fuck up in heaven or something. Yeah, right. like, your emails come out. Yeah, somebody doxed him from <laughs> from beyond. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna do that thing that Tanya hates that I do. All right, so who? Let's start the show. <laughs> I'm gonna get him a bell that he can ring to oh, say the yeah. show starts. Maybe a gavel. Yeah, you're right. It already <laughs> has started. There's no point in trying to pivot this towards any kind of elevated conversation. Um, although I do want to, uh, I want to pick up where I want to pick off. God damn it! Pick off. I want to pick up where we left off <laughs> last night. Mm, I don't remember leaving off. This anything. is good. This is good that you don't remember. Um, which which part of it? So we started talking about um, we started talking about uh, how there is a actual like turnover in the sort of like world of folklore right now. 
I yeah, I think that's true. Like you were saying, the Mothman used to not be. It was. I'm I'm already fucking. It okay. Up. Well, my read on it is that when the older generation of folklorists were trying to establish themselves as like an academic discipline, they sort of strayed away from like the cryptozoologists. Right. And now, the young folklorists, like people my age, are like bring like let's bring them back in the fold. Like let's bring folklore back to the people because it is a you know it's of the people anyway. Right. And so all those cryptozoologists, they're they're basically doing folklore. They're interested in folklore. So let's like engage that. Okay. Is this is this uh, is this causing a schism in the folklore community? <laughs> like, are you all the John McCain's, the Mavericks of the folklore they're, world? You're I'd say they're, it I, sounds like they're the John McCain's. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, the 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 generation that doesn't fuck with cryptozoology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. I they're don't the know. John McCain's indeed. They're the John McCain's in word, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm following. This, this is a bad. This is a bad metaphor. I'm sorry. <laughs> what he's trying to say is you're Mavericks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, I went to this conference recently um, in Bloomington, and you could totally see the shift. There was like the old guy in the back who was like, "Yeah, you can't." You know? Does he have a pony too? Mm, I don't think this one, but <laughs> there's a lot of. There's some good attire at Actually, folklore conferences. You know, it's funny. That. There was a joke in that one uh, episode, like 16 or something like that. Tanya made a, a sh- she took a shot at folklorists. I'm actually airing really? her shit out right here on the episode. But Did I cut you? it from the episode because I was like, what if Emily hears that? And this, <laughs> and this. Well, I, I mean, I do think that there's a tradition of like folklore carpetbaggers. Basically, uh, yeah, yeah, that point makes sense. Like northern folklorists. I mean, I'm from Indiana, but you know, coming in and taking the culture and leaving and not really doing much for the communities that it came from. Well, I personally haven't heard any folklore shit talk here oh, really? in the building. Okay. <laughs> Out on the streets of Westbury, but that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Like not a day goes by where I'm not hearing somebody throwing shots at folklore. People get shot over it. <laughs> yeah. People lean out the window. <laughs> but is there a difference between, like, is there a difference between, like, folklore? This is probably some such a stupid question. I apologize in advance. Is there, like, a difference between, like, folklore and urban legend? Or is it basically, like... No. I mean, so I think what the issue is and the one of the problems with the discipline is that everyone has their understanding of what folklore is. Like, if you ask just anyone, they would be like, oh, yeah, folklore, it's urban legends. And academics used to, I think, like, that older generation used to be like, no, it's artistic communication in small groups. You know? Like, <laughs> um, but now people are like, let's, br- let's bring that modern understanding and say, yes, it's urban legends and it's memes and it's... Oh, yeah. Um, the art of everyday life, you know. So if I then I would imagine that. Yeah, I mean, are there folklorists of the internet at this point? Yeah, the Library of Congress, uh, American Folklife Center, is archiving memes. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Damn! Crying yep. Jordan hopefully is a first ballot to, to entrance. <laughs> yeah, we should we I, should pull it up. They have a. A website of all of their. It things. is funny to think wow. about how future generations will explain crying Jordan, like in twenty three hundred. Like, how the fuck are they going to explain? Sounds <laughs> yeah, like a, a basketball player. About what's basketball? <laughs> right. Why is it funny that he cried? 
<laughs> but yeah. but at the same time, there's also like this. Um, we were talking a little bit about this last night. Mm-hmm. Like there is this sort of. It's also kind of hot right now, though. Like in oh, the sense yeah. that, like yeah. you've got the history all over History Channels. Like we got in oh, this yeah. long conversation <laughs> last night about the Mothman. Uh, but there's a lot of like shows on the History Channel and stuff that are totally devoted to like specific. Uh huh. Which is like a Bigfoot show. There is a show called The Folklorist. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And I, it, when I do my talks about what is folklore, there's this one photo and it's like a guy in a suit and he's talking to a guy in a um, Bigfoot costume. <laughs> <laughs> and behind him it says The Folklorist. <laughs> <laughs> and The Folklorist is the guy in the suit. I guess that's the implication, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he's Bigfoot. Maybe he's Bigfoot. Right. Was- I- I live b- right next to the Snake Man of Appalachia. Oh What's shit! That? Yeah, it was one of those fucking History Channel shows. But the, but oh yeah uh, yeah okay yeah, it was or a Discovery li- or something. Yeah, I always get him and the Turtle Man mixed up. Yeah, well, Turtle Man don't live in Letcher County. I don't know if they were so much focused on folklore as they were like getting into crazy shit like getting bit by snakes and stuff and they'd be like this yeah. is crazy but <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't we say like snake handling in Appalachia is kind of folklore yeah definitely like well the I whole think... the whole like amped up storyline of it all yeah and now it's like there's the like the folklore <laughs> of the snake handling narrative like I feel like, but I feel like so there's meta. well it's just been done so much like people are like oh do you document snake handlers and I'm like I think that's been mm-hmm. pretty well it it's so funny it's so funny because I, I I'm I'm Pentecostal I grew up Pentecostal and I can recall so many times like people coming into our church with cameras to record and our pastors just like hey well great maybe we can spread the gospel this way. <laughs> And like you know, like like kind of the types it, it was, you know, or whatever. That's got to be do pretty incredible things for your faith. I would have, uh, I don't know how I would have felt if someone was recording me, but um, like just doing the praise and worship. Yeah. Thing. But uh, I would mm-hmm. kill to see footage of you doing praise. Jesus, yeah. kill someone. Except that is a I freaking love you, Jesus. But they would always leave disappointed because, like, we didn't handle snakes. Pentecost- like, I was about to say, mm. Pentecostals don't handle snakes. But Church of Holy- Holiness Pentecostals do. Yeah. Uh, okay. But this, I'd say folklore, though, is more like the stories that the stories that people tell about themselves. Yeah. So it's like not. It's from. Uh, it's the ground up. It's not right. top down. Right. And there's. As a result, there's probably a lot of pretty interesting stuff in it, but like, there's probably a lot of like racist tropes in yeah, a lot of it. Right. But, or, or you know what I mean, like stuff like that. You get all of it. I mean, I think this is this is where Neil Hurston said, uh, "It's the boiled down juice of hum- human living." I think <laughs> is uh-huh. the quote. But yeah, so you get you see how groups are because everyone can contribute to it. You kind of get like it's not least common denominator, but like you get a distilled nugget of oh, this is like a societal trope yeah like with mothman i think there's all those things like the men in black is like the government fear and yeah i think we'd have to break down mothman a little bit more but but yeah so you can pick out it's not about proving or disproving it's about oh why do you believe what you believe and what does that mean that you believe that yeah right well it's interesting like the idea of academics like actually trying to like police the boundaries of what it is like Mm -hmm. By saying that, like, oh, we're not going to address cryptozoology, um, <clears throat> is literally the opposite of of it. 
Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's like even. the elitism when actually it should not. It was designed to be anti-elitist. Uh, well, I guess it always has had elitist, um, <laughs> you know, past. But but I think at its core, like in its ideal world, it's not. I've never even heard the term cryptozoology. <laughs> it's just the fancy. Not a familiar. Well, I'm I'm curious about cryptozoology because I wonder if like any tell us any people any tell people that the scientific community were just saying, oh, you're batshit crazy. <laughs> The New Jersey Devil or the Bigfoot the or the Yeti, the Chupacabra, oh, yeah. albino alligators living in the New York City sewer. Like, I wonder if any of those guys have ever been vindicated. Like, have we ever found any sort of, like, no, <laughs> not once. <laughs> well, when I was growing up, there would always be, every now and then, it's funny, I used to keep a little collection of it, actually. There'd be a photo on the front page of my newspaper of somebody holding up a head of some unidentified animal they'd and you be like have to collect yeah yeah because i You're thought like, clip, clip, clip. <laughs> the chupacabra they would say that yeah i was just like yes i put it on my wall and connected it all with the strings and shit and i was oh, in yeah. my garage you're like, like i figured it listen, out somebody listen to me. <laughs> children i implore you take out your mercury feelings <laughs> i was the i was the crazy guy the, the scientist scientific community i'm speaking from experience here um, <laughs> but there would be like pictures of people holding like a head of a mysterious creature like this is a chupacabra this is it and and you look at it and you're like okay I don't know what that is <laughs> you're right um, but it could be like a possum head in like a certain degree of decay or something it has kind of change its appearance right well it's funny because it's like it's like pseudoscience but like it has a sort of it has a narrative to it that like if once if science actually ever did like I say science like capital Heavy S or whatever yeah like actually did address some of this it would take some of the fun out of it yeah. it has to actually yeah, like right. remain this thing that like is un almost unattainable like if we actually found the Bigfoot the whole thing would be like oh well, this yeah you know, I don't matter. think people actually really want to find him yeah. I mean. I mean, it's, they do, but yeah, it's yeah. a psychological yeah. thing, like this game they play with themselves. Right, right. I think it's just like... Well, I guess cryptozoology, though, is kind of divorced from, like, the Mothman of the New Jersey Devil a little bit, though, right? Maybe. Because there's kind of like a, you know, like a spiritual, ghostly kind of... I'm not saying right. that right. Oh, there's right. a supernatural... Supernatural dimension to, like, yeah. things like that, as opposed to, like, the Bigfoot could just be a, some sort of... yeah. Right, you're right. Homo true. species that you know is just. You're right. Well, apparently Mothman's a fallen angel. Oh really? Oh really? Oh. What What's the origin story of Mothman? So basically, my what I say is is folklore. Like I don't have it down pat. So I'm just gonna say what. what well, the, this would be the I first know. time right. anything untrue was told on this podcast. <laughs> so let the record show. So my understanding is, I think it was like 62 or 63, and there were two couples, like outside of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and it was like a lovers' lane situation, sort of sounds like. And they drove up to this area that was a, like it's, everybody calls it the TNT area. I think it was a um, former ammunition plant. Mm -hmm. So I, there was some weird stuff that happened in this area, and apparently there were all these government agents who would do security in the area. So they're up there on this vista and they get chased by this giant creature that's like eight feet tall, red eyes with huge wings. And like they get in the car and he's like flying over their car. And they say that um, 
in the uh, like the top of the car, there was the wings made these like divots. And then he was, I think maybe he was seen a few times around then, but then he was not seen for like 40 years. So, like, which is really interesting, <laughs> I think. Right. Remember, we watched this like Terrence and I were at the drive in. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> uh, we watched this like little documentary. It's kind of like, you know, kind of like. Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere. <laughs> no. What's my head? We talked. That was a good documentary. This one was a little more DIY. But they were talking about like how the Mothman tends to spring up around like calamities that happen. You know, yeah. Like, wasn't there like there a, was bridge a bridge collapse? collapse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there is something like like the thirteenth rung on the bridge is what collapsed and then mothman was oh, found like fuck. on the 13th day like 13 years later there's some 13 things he's kind of like what, what tupac yeah. was with seven <laughs> remember that yeah, yeah. um but then there's this other theory that's based in both the bible and greek mythology um <laughs> that says that moth there are three fallen angels foretold in both the bible and greek mythology and Mothman's one of them. Oh shit! And the devil was one of them. What's the second? I one? don't. They don't have the devil. Oh, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a um, pretty. So they say Mothman is like a when a fallen angel has um, mated with a human woman. <laughs> He's like a nephilim. <laughs> yes, He's exactly. A nephilim. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Break, breaking what out these the words. Fuck? What's yeah. a nephilim? Oh, well, I used to. I used to dispatch at the fire department. <laughs> Like when I would like come home like from college and like the wintertime and stuff like that. And like there would be all these firefighters that would just like come up there and like there was this one guy that was like really into like what would you call like just sort of like pseudo theology, you know, just like stuff that's like not really in the Bible, like right. you know. But he would talk about like the Nephilim. It's like when you know, when there was the war in heaven and God kicked out all the angels and oh. Lucifer that they mated with the women of the earth and produced <laughs> Nephilim. Yeah, so Moth Mothman being one. Mothman, Mothman being, being one of them. Being the most famous <laughs> right. of that, that, those progeny. Is there a Moth woman? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I've seen all this stuff recently that's like, Mothman is my boyfriend, um, <laughs> Mothman is trans, you know. Yeah, Mothman's gender fluid. Yeah. Yeah, so Moth, moth person. person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's I don't the know. what's the like? There's like a cowgirl kind of. Flatwoods. Monster. Yeah, the Flatwoods monster. Yes, yeah, she's like wears this weird like pointy bonnet. Mm -hmm. I don't know that much about her. What does she do? She sounds super creepy. <laughs> yeah. So. She, yeah, she's another like Mothman. Yeah, there's the mountain monsters, and there's one more Flatwood monster. I'm gonna have my folklore. Is that like Flatwoods, Kentucky, like revoked. Ashland area? Where she hangs no, Flatwoods is West Virginia too. Okay. Mm -hmm. The uh, the Greenbrier. No, that's Green these Briar are on Ghost. Defend Appalachia shirts. That's how I know. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, Mothman is pretty spooky. But do you have any other good spooky? What's the like? What's some good spooky? Give us, we give just us brought like, you in here. To, I feel like, like I'm so now. bad at the at being a folklorist in this in this way. I, we're <laughs> no, we're trying good. to pigeonhole you. What is your favorite? What yeah. what drew you well, to right. folklore? What is your oh, favorite wow. part of being a folklorist? Well, 
there I have like a lot of origin stories, I guess. <laughs> you're coming out as a tell us your coming out story as a folklorist. I love a good coming out story. Um, hmm. Did you face the stigma bravely? Yeah. Like I, I had to hide my little recorder. You know, <laughs> How'd you under break it to bed. your mother? <laughs> And I was like, Mom, I've been doing oral history. <laughs> 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 then she kicked you out of the house. <laughs> Not in this house. Yeah, that's how I made it to no. West Virginia for me. <laughs> she apologizes to you. She's like, you know how I feel about this. It's just that, like, your uncle. I just didn't just, understand. I just didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what it did to him. Um, one of the big things was reading this uh, Shirley Collins book, and she was, uh, she is a, well, she's still alive. She's in her 80s. She's a British uh, banjo player and folk singer, and she traveled with uh, Alan Lomax through the South. And I'd, like, known all these, like, dude collectors, but in her book she writes about being a woman doing this work and how all these ballad singers these women who wouldn't sing for Alan would sing for her. And that, I don't know, that was pretty cool, different perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, and most of these women had never performed. They just sung inside their homes. And uh, I don't know. I think I realized, oh, there, there can be this feminist aspect to it too, and it combined all of these things I was interested in already. So it's m- more boring than Mothman. <laughs> where, where, what's, what's, uh, what differentiates... Uh, folklorist from archivist so archivist would mostly deal with what's already created like content that's already created and folklorists are especially public folklorists like me are doing documentation work so we're actually creating the content and doing oral histories and putting on concerts and that sort of thing yeah um i just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like where like folk tales like originate you know what I mean? Like, do that? Does it come from like trauma? You know, does it come mm. from like? Where, I mean, like, where does a lot of like folk tales come? Like, why do they? Why are they so persistent in certain cultures? And why are they? You know, is that right. does that make? Is that a really broad question? Yeah, kind of. But, but I think the <laughs> the reason that it has such resonance is because, like, a ballad. It's so old. Like, it could be from 1600s or 1500s England, and then it goes through all these different forms, and then it comes to Appalachia and then it takes on the place names of Appalachia but there's something in that ballad that is so resonant with humans throughout all of these places and all of these um, times that that's like the boiled down juice it's like, oh this murder ballad or this story exists for a reason because it's almost archetypal or it, it has these things that everyone can connect to right so <clears throat> that, I guess that doesn't really answer your question but well, yeah, I mean, it's like Paul is Paul Bunyan like a oh yeah, it's like totally. a folk, just like yeah. your like your typical like folk tale. Yeah, yeah, John Henry. Right, yeah. and so, so do they originate in like factual? I mean, like generally not, I would think, right? Or like no, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah, like well, John Henry um, was supposedly um, a slave and was probably working like on a prison gang. Yeah. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of, a lot of truth to that story. And then also like the story is about industrialization and, um, labor and, you know, yeah, I think 
I think those stories that are that have that resonance, that's why they they become a folk tale. Right. And also, people wrote songs about it. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. And like told stories. Yeah. Um, I think I do remember asking you this last night about any like kid stories, but um, like one uh, that yeah, I heard yeah. growing up was Big Toe. What's Big Toe? <laughs> My Big Toe. You know, you don't know. This? I heard Big Toe. That was kind of like a a hank tale. Yeah, it was a hank tale, and I was told it a lot uh-huh. as a kid, and then. I was like at a party in Virginia a few years ago and someone told Beardy Poe, which was the exact same story, but just like slightly different. Mm, mm-hmm. And it was called Beardy Poe. It was a, What the, is the story? What's the uh There's a voice from the distance that says, Who stole my big toe or something like that? Yeah, like, that. well there's this like granny in the garden and she's hoeing mm-hmm. and she hits a toe and she hasn't had any meat. In weeks, uh-huh. and she's like, I mean, this motherfucker, and she bulls it. All right. And all this. <laughs> this is the whole. <laughs> so, with Beardy, does he boil a Just beard? beard? No. <laughs> Beardy Poe, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's some, it's a tail. It's Beardy Poe's tail, and Beardy Poe is a thing. And the same thing with the toe. That night when she lays down to sleep, she hears. I want my big toe. Oh yeah, as a kid. Oh yeah, it fucked me up too. And yeah. it, and then it happens like three times. I want my big toe. And then he. How like they ever resolve in. that? Con- okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. He like comes in. Um, the granny ends up getting eight. Oh wow! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> well, I but that's like a that construction is a. It appears in a lot of kids mm-hmm. folk tales i'm trying to there's i've definitely grew up with a version of that but i can't remember what it was and then there's also like a joke upon that too where it's like oh no that's different like the window washer one there's <laughs> like there's like a guy who's like i want to wash your window <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the count from sesame street yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then you don't know what it is and then it's just like the window washer yeah like it's something um innocuous yeah, like, but it still has a thing that's like I won. Like, yeah, the reprise like, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Right. But then it's just like oh, and then it was just like my cat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Beardy okay. pose like a hairy bean, and someone gets its <laughs> tail somehow, and then it comes and eats the granny or whatever. Oh yeah, okay. But yeah, all those kid stuff or like um, like hand clap games. Or ring around the rosy, like little songs oh, that kids sing folklore? on the playground. Oh, yeah. oh totally. Yeah. Aren't, like, and aren't those like like in ring around the rosy got some sort of like yeah it's fucked up yeah it's I think I think that's um Is been that? refuted but okay but yeah I'm not sure I'm gonna check with you because I'm anytime that like I'm bad to just spout out urban legends no but that's that, that you're true. doing folklore right there <laughs> really yes. so I'm a practitioner Tom is one of the Tom is in the upper echelon but what's so funny about that is that like um I've heard you tell many a tall tale oh well, so many well one that I that I used to spit out all the time was um uh, my favorite's about the man with a pet bear oh that's true <laughs> That's hundred percent true. To sit on the couch with him, watch what the TV. Fuck? No, no, no. The one in the in the elevator, where it's like basically like a racist thing, where like it's a black guy or it's, or whoever is like in the elevator with like this sort of like meek white woman, and she gets like all scared because of her preconceived notions, 
and then like he ends up sending her flowers Hmm. and like it it, with the note card attached it says thanks for the laugh signed famous black person usually sammy davis jr eddie murphy oh yeah you know what i mean yeah you see there's always this too with like bill murray or some shit you know on the internet he like yeah. taps somebody on the shoulder. He's like, nobody will believe you. Yeah, and everybody yeah, sends yeah, it around. Yeah, yeah. Everybody right, spreads right. it around. There. They're like, yeah. oh my god, Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's the good shit. Or like, um, when people post on their Facebook, like, I am saying that Facebook does not have the right to my photos, <laughs> and this thus protects me from <laughs> copyright. Right, right. Like that's basically folklore. The mammies. I bet, I bet, I bet Facebook's just existence has like necessitated just this huge increase in like interest in folklore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So, what can you deduce from a certain? Like, say, for example, like, earlier we were talking about, like, you have this tale and, like, the grandmother gets eaten. Like, what's the moral of that? Or, like, what are they trying to, like, teach you? Like, what are the sort of values they're trying to instill in you by, like, telling you these stories? Right, right. Probably, like, I mean, it's some kind of fable about being honest and or some shit, you know? Right. I know, but you would think it would go the other way, just, like... It- if you're giving meat, eat it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eat the when meat. When in Rome is the subtext. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the one that's like, uh, it's like a couple, like teenagers, they drive up to like Lover's Lane again. Yeah. Right. And then there's the hook. The hook, yeah. And mm-hmm. like, but that's, I feel like that's to stop teen pregnancy. Or right, right. Yeah. There, there's like some of those urban legends you can really tell. Yeah. Oh, this is why. Right. Well, it's interesting that, like, the Mothman originated at the time of, like, the Zodiac killer and stuff like that, where yeah. you actually had people going out, uh, you know, up to, like, Lover's Lane or whatever and, like, actually getting murdered. Like, right, like yeah. six people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this was just a trend, you know. That. It was a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Back then. Wasn't it? Back then, yeah. <laughs> Back then was a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> Things, it's not. It's hard, harder. It's harder for a serial killer. Hard out yeah. there. For and they are the NSA. It's yeah. It's it's hard times out there for serial killers. Are you gonna make me out to be a crazy old coot for your paper? Oh, are you crazy? Of course not. I may be blind, but I'm not deaf. Sorry, it's just a joke. A joke. Everything's a joke. Everybody around here treats this thing like a cartoon character. Northman going to strike again and when he does you can mark my words nobody's going to laugh yeah no no I, I think i was going to talk about like the whole like race dimension talking about like localizing and talking about like the whole cherokee and melungeon oh yeah 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 thing because i wanted to ask emily about that like just in terms of like how like like race stuff like that gets purchased and like because right. you know i know so many people hell i think probably all of us maybe even until i was like you know kind of realized i wasn't really a right. cherokee and then, right <laughs> so my, many people by white you mean by white, white people. people yeah especially yeah, yeah. but yeah. particularly yeah. in the mountains yeah, yeah. How, does, how does that my aunt and uncle got into a actual fist fight over uh the the reality of our relation to pocahontas at thanksgiving wow. one time wow <laughs> Yeah, why do, so yeah, they why got in an actual fight? <laughs> I I have a cousin that has like a um 
I mean, he's an otherwise intelligent guy. He graduated from Stanford. And he's got, he's got at his parents' house, there's like this like wooden plank that looks like it was made at like a gift shop in Gatlinburg. And he goes, you see, man, it's foretold. And it was like, it just said like Powhatan on it or something. And like had like oh every generation of somebody down. And it was just like, it just made this like huge leap from like, a relative that you could, you know, reasonably attribute as like your great 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 grandfather to Pocahontas. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. like Well, it has to have this degree of abstraction to it in the sense that like um I think it's kind of it probably comes from a place of guilt in some ways. I think that's true, yeah. Because there's no I mean, like once you're actually like if we're talking about this, if we're talking about what it actually means it's like the solution to it is like the dissolution of America as an idea mm-hmm. and and also as a literal actual power structure uh, so which, you think things like that exist as like a as kind of to kind of insulate yeah sort of yeah like appropriate idea. and say you know it wasn't so bad or maybe not even say it wasn't so bad but like I bear this burden. Right. With native people. Yeah. Because, right. I, yeah. Um, because there's a question, there is honestly a question of complicity. No, no matter yeah. how, yeah. like, Like, that wasn't down. me. Yeah. yeah. Be, you know, and this is interesting. This is actually something I've been thinking a lot about, like, with that white trash book, which is that, um, like, a lot of those type books, like, populist accounts of, like, early American history, they, like, don't take into account where they don't really talk about the fact that a lot of like early settlers were genocidal like militias you know what i mean yeah, no yeah, matter yeah, how yeah. poor or where they fell on the sort of like hierarchy of of whatever they were uh actively going like out Andrew of their Jackson. way to yeah, yeah to ethnically cleanse i don't know it's just kind of like You've made you've upset Tanya. <laughs> yeah, did I? You've, you've upended her. Uh, what she thought was I true. Blew her mind. Did yeah. I? She's like thinking about America now. She's like, oh shit. She's like, no, I swear, <laughs> Pocahontas is my grandmother. Pocahontas. I don't is give a fuck. This is bullshit. What y'all say? <laughs> this is bullshit. But there are a lot of like folk tales from. I feel like I mean like isn't Tonto like a sort of like or is that actually from a TV show? I'm just taking that from like a TV show. Tonto from Lone Ranger. <laughs> from Lone Ranger. All right, I'm taking this from um, a TV show. Yeah, I think so. I've mixed pop culture. <laughs> Are you talking about Squanto? <laughs> Maybe Squanto, but was the that an actual na- historical native, figure? Yeah, the Native American who welcomed the pilgrims. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 No, Tonto yeah. was the Lone Ranger's. Native I was psychic. thinking of. I think I was thinking of Squanto, though. I, I know. We, I, what about Poncho? <laughs> Poncho Villa. Poncho Lefty. You know what Johnny Depp played Tonto in the Lone Ranger yeah. reboot? Yeah. And like J- Johnny Depp is like another grown man that like perpetuates that myth. Right. Like he goes to powwows and shit. Right. And, yeah. Um. Well, a lot. But well, I guess what I was trying to get at there is that like. If you take a story like Paul Bunyan or something like that, if you take a story, if you take a like a folktale like that, or even like, yeah, okay, let's just use like Paul Bunyan for right now. Okay. Like you know, this like this guy that just like did. What was Paul Bunyan? He had an axe, right, and a blue. He was a lumberjack. A lumberjack, like big blue eyes. Right. Like, was there like I don't know? Is it is it supposed to invoke some sort of like working class pride, or is it supposed to like invoke, like was there like a historical Paul Bunyan, or was it actually just like this sort of like mythos, this idea that like? I'm trying to remember. 
I think there is sort of there is actually like a precursor to Paul Bunyan, and it was told in logging camps. Like it was stories yeah. that people would tell in logging right. camps, but. Maine and Michigan both claim Paul Bunyan and oh shit yeah so there's some beef the lo- the logging communities in Maine and Michigan but yeah I they went get to together this, and fight over yeah. it fuck you he's from Michigan <laughs> with their chainsaws and then I think there is a tale about how like when Paul Bunyan walked from Michigan to Maine and it took him like five steps or something you know something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I went to this really awesome logging museum in Maine and they they talked about like the precursor to Paul Bunyan and I I can't remember his name, but I think Paul Bunyan is actually not uh real. I think Basically. it actually may be a corporate. Oh shit, really? I think so that then became part of the lore and then became a folk hero. Um and I'm trying to think of another example of that so like you're saying like like maybe the green giant i don't yeah, know right johnny appleseed he was a industrious the, worker the guy on the bounty paper towel <laughs> yeah like every uh bro's um last man halloween costume yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> beard bro yeah. yeah so you're saying in like 400 years like they'll have that as like their maybe. paul bunyan they're like he, he wore T-shirts. He had paper towels. He, he... right, right. <laughs> That's that is kind of that is kind of interesting. That like, now you we were talking about sort of the working class dimensions of, of stuff like that. Like, to me, how like Paul Bunyan was kind of a corporate creation or whatever, the, or the Jolly Green Giant or whatever. That's what, the folklore, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, how how does that like sort of stick around? But like something like the battle at Blair Mountain something that really happened but yeah. it's not taught in schools like how does that right. get squashed out right, you know what I mean right. well maybe I think maybe we need to be better about our storytelling about it yeah like actually um, like what is the nugget we can tell about the the, the battle of Blair Mountain yeah because like if we're telling a story about you know John Henry who was probably real there's something in there that we can relate to so maybe we need to to do the same with like Sid Hatfield or something, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and right, it's not a single like a single person didn't rise as yeah, the, as yep. the telltale of. Plus, I this, I just think after the Battle of Blair Mountain, there was just like so much trauma that it yeah. Just, now we tell a like really romanticized story about that um, event, but it's it was really fucking dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> terrible at the time. I mean, and there's also, like, who's getting to be folk heroes? Dudes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, maybe it is about, like, what is the... Because a lot of this is you just... If you would map it out, it's just a giant game of telephone, really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe there are things that break through. Like, maybe with John Henry, it was the songs that then um, people pick up on that and it can be disseminated further. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, Mother Jones kind of rose as like a, a little bit of a fable, but she was obviously yeah. an actual person. Yeah, you're right. Mother yeah. Jones does have a sort of like folk. She has a magazine like, now. <laughs> that is very yeah, bad. True, yeah. Very yeah. 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 <laughs> completely commodified. <laughs> Mother Jones gone. They h- hate homeless people. <laughs> oh God, so yeah, bizarre. So bad. But yeah. uh, oh, I know. who who are who are some of uh, the unsung uh, feminine heroes of folklore? Hmm. Like the like the female John Henrys or 
Are there, or is, or is it just like it was such a male-dominated thing for so long that yeah. like? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, women didn't have as high profiles, and they were like doing work inside the home. So I think that that, but there's like, I don't know, like maybe Cal- Calamity Jane or Calam- Annie Oakley. Yeah, Annie Oakley. Or, or mm-hmm. um, Pocahontas, I do think is kind of at that status. She's right. definitely folklore because she died really young and had like two kids or something. And like, there's but, no but, possible but she, but way. In, but she, in Britain, for posterity, she's yeah. been slut-shamed. She had two kids not yeah. even in America. It was over yeah. in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> it's just completely impossible. It's just like slut-shamed yeah, for she was, like, if she was real, like if what all the kids in Appalachia are saying, like she was like fucking for like 17 years straight. <laughs> yeah. Non-stop. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of some others. Yeah, I mean, there. I think there is something that works both ways when there's a corporate thing that then becomes folklore because in some ways it its profile is raised because it is corporate and then it enters, you know, the people's lore. But then, uh, but then there's also something cool about that because people are taking back a corporate figure and adding their own stories to it. Um, But I even think about, like, with hand clap games, like, kids singing a song, like, a popular song, like, a Beyonce song. (laughs) Right. But then they don't know all the words, and they, like, mess it up, and then it becomes sort of a... It enters folklore at that point. Don't go Jason Waterfalls. That was mine. (laughs) What? (laughs) Or I Saw the the Sun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that... By that token, you think like Chester Cheetah will be a folk hero at some point? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, oh the, you know, the like lion. a cheetah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. Well, like hot cheetahs and takis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think he referred to Chester in it, though. Um, um, but yeah, all that stuff that that then like gets taken back, which is pretty cool. Right. Wendy from Wendy's. She'll be a folk oh, hero. Morton Salt Girl. <laughs> Morton Salt Yeah, Morton yeah. Salt Girl, yeah. yeah. That's also a lot of Halloween hipster right girl halloween costumes. Yeah. right uh-huh. or the the like baby from the suntan bottle right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the yeah, copper tone girl yeah copper tone girl yeah it's it's so funny because like you know obviously i like try to square like my nostalgia for figures like that and not kind of feeling warm with them with my anti-capitalism and it's like sometimes it's hard because i don't want to I'm a total like sucker for that kind of that kind of stuff. Right. For brands. Did, yeah, I'm a brand whore. Did you know. guys have racks really around here? We did have racks. R A X. Yeah. R A X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle, do you remember Uncle Alligator? Uncle Alligator meals. Uh vaguely I do, and the only reason I do is because the only racks I think still operational in Kentucky is in Harlan. Harlan. Yeah. And me and Evan stopped there to get a milkshake, and there was mm-hmm. all this kind of like. I mean, you felt like you were in the late 80s again. Going I need there. to go back to Iraq's. Yeah, uh, there yeah. was one in Harlan. Check her out. Still yeah, maybe, maybe there. today's, uh, <laughs> today's the day. today's agenda. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm going to try to bring Uncle Alligator into the folk hero. <laughs> Hell yeah. He and to. Chester Cheeto. Chester Cheeto, yeah. <laughs> Pink Panther. Yeah. Yeah, the Pink Panther, definitely. Yeah. What about Aunt Jemima? Ooh, syrup. that's a problematic one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Uncle, or Uncle, Uncle Ben. ben. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it has, but... Red men tobacco. But she also changed. Yeah. Like, at some point, she became, like, no more a mammy bandana on her head and was, like, a middle-class 
Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She became wow. like they changed her image, and it, then she became like, I think she has like a pearl necklace or something. She became like wow. middle class black woman, but that was some conscious choice, right? So, but yeah. still, like, imagine how that board meeting went down. Just like <laughs> we've been. Everybody oh knows. Got right. it wrong. Everybody knows Elephant why we're here in the today. Room. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have a PR problem, people. <laughs> but then Ideas. Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was. I was Mrs. Butterworth. She's like the white analog, but she still sort of has her apron, right? She's kind of got the big, like, blousey. And apron the syrup right bottle there. is actually in the shape. In of the shape of her. You're right. That's wow! Talk problem. about like yeah. commodifying women's bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting talking about all this. How like people need almost stories to sort of make sense of their mm. their world and their identity. I was yeah. I uh, I worked a basketball camp one time with uh, Louis Farrakhan's grandson Mustafa Farrakhan. And we kind of got friendly, and I, I was chatting him up about because this was when this was like the earlier iteration of woke Tom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I was like <laughs> first stage. Kind like I'm not like Tom all these guys over here, man. Like I know what you're going through. <laughs> God, <laughs> unbearable. I'm right about you. But after I was insufferable, he he told me something I thought was interesting. He was like, you know how like the Nation of Islam has this sort of origin story for white people about we were created by this mad scientist Yaakov in this like factory on this island in the Caribbean and all this yeah. stuff and then we went on to populate the world and well I had no idea I don't know about that yeah it's go look up Dr. Yaakov Dr. Ya- Dr. that's Yaakov. amazing and um, you know he, t- he, he, he told me he said um, you know like my grandfather doesn't literally believe that story but it helped them to sort of make sense of and give them an identity preferable to what America was offering them at the time. And, you know, he told me the story about his, when his grandfather would go to the beach, there would be a sign that said, no, no. In words. In words. No, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want to say cocks, but, you know, like the oh, drug yeah. term for Jews uh-huh. and no dogs. And, to think about like having that constantly blasted as a kid you know what i mean in your Mm -hmm. face like you you know you you, it's not like wholly irrational that you would cling to this you need another narrative yeah Yeah. Yeah. no matter how and and if you think about it it's no more implausible or ridiculous than like our resurrection story if you're a christian or you know well yeah i mean it gives a sense of agency yeah it's in a way Mm -hmm. like yeah totally yeah yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's, like, what the cool part of it is, I think, that you're actually studying this democratic form, that people are creating their own culture, and it's not coming from a, or they take it back from a corporate standpoint. But, yeah, they're, like, making up their own narrative about themselves. Yeah. Do you think this is what Harry Cottle was trying to do? <laughs> well. <laughs> For the region. <laughs> Well, you know, like if you, Harry, uh, if you, I mean, if you read Not to the Cumberlands, it's just replete with all this kind of like the Melungeon thing is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the blue, um, the blue people? Oh, uh, 
I don't know if the blue <laughs> face. I don't look on your face. Isn't the there? A, wait, isn't there a new movie? <laughs> there or is. Something? Oh, it's a TV yeah. series. Oh, it's a TV series. It's a TV yeah, series. Yeah. Out yet. Dear Lord, it's about this blue boy, and he falls in love with a normal girl, and the dimensions of oh my god, the, the complicated parts complex of and layered. But yeah, Night Comes is full of uh, a lot of how we got here, and it's all like supposedly we're the orphans and. Uh, uh, criminals of the dr- the dregs of England. He uh, of England, us. yeah. All the people wow. that like couldn't like we were basically just like the narrative about Australia. Like they they were all convicts and mm-hmm. right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. We were all convicts and mm-hmm. orphans here. The undesirables, but the, but he does like sort of perpetuate some of that sort of race myth stuff. Like mm-hmm. talks about the copper skinned Appalachians and how they had mingled with the Melungeons and the Cherokees and all <laughs> this kind of stuff. And this is a guy that was like a history professor at UK. He's not like a dummy, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like our our local library is named after him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's no surprise this guy was a eugenicist by the end of his life. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, like, yeah, like other, like otherwise intelligent people, you know, for whatever reason, be it, you know, just, you know, adopting a, an alternative narrative or just willful ignorance about, you know, whatever. Or like Emily was talking about, the whole sort of uh, guilt, the internalized guilt of that. Mm-hmm. I think people sort of. Yeah. Come up with these things, and they and they run the gamut from just completely, you know, innocuous to, you know, kind of kind of ugly. And but that's, I mean, that's also like a, a narrative that if you're educated or you're intelligent, you don't have superstitions or you don't have. So that's kind of problematic. I think so. I mean, like because, um, then you're classifying it and. And it gets a little classist to yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think everybody has it. I don't think you can, like, separate. It was just part of being a human. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I have, I mean, I'm, it's like atheistic as it gets, but I have, totally have things that I do that I know I have are not based on any actual, Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, how could you even live without that? Yeah. Like, those stories, I mean, it's. It's part of what makes it makes things interesting, right, really. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, well, final question: uh, Was Nick Cage in National Treasure Folklorist? <laughs> what? <laughs> Folklorist or archivist? Folklorist or archivist? Nick, yeah, Nick that's Cage? that's gonna be our new game on the show. Folklorist <laughs> or archivist? Wait, in the movie National Treasure? <laughs> yeah, you remember that movie where no. he's like going around and searching? It's like for, a like, Disney movie. But it was like, so yeah. dumb. Yeah. It was like all about how great no. America is. But it's like a it just paints this poor picture of like a Indiana Jones type. I see. Like okay. uh like yeah. archivist type person. Well, is he like is he like recording people's stories or <laughs> No, I think he's like using what were they? they were trying to find the constitution. Oh, then he's probably an archivist. Yeah. Yeah. Probably archivist. <laughs> archivist. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to claim him. We can get we can get Caroline in on this. Right. But okay. He is in the Wicker Man. Yeah, which yeah. is sort of like I mean I I I love the original, the original which is, is like crazy. one of my favorite movies, but um, I refuse to see the the main based retelling. Yeah, we should watch um, it because it, it's apparently awful. Yeah, like egregious. But that's like that story is based in a lot of folk um, narratives, like a person being like sacrificed to yeah like 
improve the overall well-being of a on a remote island right um but then it kind of flips the script because it's like oh these pagans are actually worshiping the false um a false religion too because lord summer isle just brought it right right um but yeah anyway that's a whole other thing but um, played by a very young uh uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Guest, Christopher Lee, Christopher right? Lee, right? Is in Saruman. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right? Saruman, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Phil, um, real motherfucking film hours right here <laughs> yeah. on the Trilogy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like part of this folk horror uh, group. That's mostly ba- based folk in horror. folk horror, folk horror, uh, um, um, <laughs> folk. Folk horror, folk <laughs> horror. Um, that's mostly like based in Britain, but it's all of these like. I'm trying to think of a movie that would fit that, like a modern movie, like maybe the Babadook. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Where you're actually taking these folk narratives. Who, who also may be in the Library of Congress meme collection for too long as oh, really? a gay icon. As yeah. A icon oh yeah, for see, the I think the Babadook and Mothman have something in common there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 tight. I like yeah. ta- I like taking uh, figures like that and totally putting them to. Anyway, <laughs> oh totally. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I like it when they do that. That's good stuff. I like it. I like it. All right. Like it. Um, All right, we're at hour fifteen. Wow, that's a banger. This yeah. is fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Good episode. Thanks, Thanks for being so. on with us, Emily. Thanks. Yeah. This is Thanks fun. for joining yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Partying with us, hanging out. Yeah. Can we call this episode the Moth Person Prophecy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, uh, goodbye, everybody. You're the one that